Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by Caitlin Phillips, author of the book, The Future of Feeling. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Let's go beyond the mic. How is millennials' lack of traditional communication skills limit their empathy? Well, um, I think that the research is still kind of new here, so I won't, you know, step out of my bounds. But from what I can tell and from what I've seen um, from the research is that the, the constant use of social media does have an impact on, um, you know, being able to connect with people at an empathic level. Um, and anecdotally, I think most people would say they've experienced that. <laughs> I, for sure, um, you know, one of the reasons I decided to write the book was as an old millennial myself, you know, having grown up using social media, I started to notice that my ability to empathize was, you know, kind of difficult. Um, it was getting harder online, especially, and that I was experiencing that from others, and that was kind of scary, so I wanted to um, do some research and look into what might happen next. How has the increase of social media platforms affected the increase of trolling, public shaming, and doxing, and making it publicly acceptable? It, it's just so much easier to to do that on social media. There's so many people, you know a lot of people are probably going to see what you post. Um, on Twitter especially, it's really easy to kind of get people to gang up on someone. Um, and that, that culture, I actually personally feel like it was worse a few years ago than it is now. I think it might be getting a little bit better. Um, but that definitely does not, you know, contribute to empathic behaviors when you have this compulsion and this kind of community feeling sometimes that you need to, um, you know, gang up on, on a person and just that it's easier to do on social media, which is, uh, which is frightening. Has people become more sympathetic than empathetic? Oh, interesting question. Um, I'm not sure in terms of, you know, how people actually feel. I do think that that is kind of a, that kind of maybe gets at the way that people express things on social media is maybe not as authentic. So, you know, the expression of sympathy is maybe not always backed up by, like, an actual empathy. But in some ways, that's kind of understandable if you think about the just the bulk of information that you're taking in all the time. If you follow a lot of people on social media, for example, and you're seeing all kinds of good and bad news and different things from them all the time, um, it can just be overwhelming, you know, um, to, to express that. So that's an interesting question. Um, I would... I would not be surprised um, if there was that correlation. You can find anything that you want on the internet. You can find 2 plus 2 is 4. You can find 2 plus 2 is 5. How has the trust level of the internet affected social justice warriors' credibility? I think that people can find, people have always been able to find information to, you know, back up an argument, you know, whatever their argument might be. Um, And that definitely is easier now that we have the internet and, you know, all this information at our fingertips and the ability to amplify things. Um, I do think that, you know, like media literacy and, and, and digital literacy is becoming a bigger issue so that people, um, you know, it's, it's been documented that humans are, it's, it's, it's kind of natural to us to be more convinced by things that we already believe, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that it's, it's, it's definitely important that people are skeptical of, you know, any kind of information they might come across. Um, as a journalist, you know, I, I encourage people to, you know, find multiple sources for things, and when they're sharing information, you know, be open to, to people potentially, you know, asking, you know, where did this come from? And, you know, um, yeah, I definitely think that that's, that's a growing issue with misinformation um, online. How are young people becoming less lonely, yet having less traditional communication skills? 
Um, yeah, there's some interesting research about how young people who spend a lot of time on social media in some cases are more isolated. They're more literally lonely, like they spend more time by themselves, but they don't necessarily feel more lonely because they are connecting with people. There are definitely a lot of ways that technology and social media in particular can help people build community and make connections. Um, and I like to, you know, remind people that technology, including social media, is a tool. And so the way that we use these things definitely, I think, has more impact on us than, you know, just their existence. So some of the research I read found that it wasn't, you know, just the fact of using social media that made people lonely or feel worse in different ways, but it was how they used it. So they found that vague booking so, um, or subtweeting, you know, being really passive aggressive, um, you know, was more of a problem for kids who use social media a lot. It's, it's this behavior on social media that's a potential issue and not necessarily just the use of it itself. Her name is Caitlin Phillips. She is the author of Building Empathy in a Tech-Obsessed World. Time's running out, so it's time for the Rocking Eight. Eight random questions. First thing that comes to your mind, no pressure. Do you drink coffee or tea? Tea. Last person that you gave a hug to? Um, probably my husband. What do you listen to when you write? Nothing. Favorite thing to bake? Um, uh, oh, that's hard. I'm going to say cookies. Favorite place to write? My office at home. What do you do when you get writer's block? Oh, uh, go for a walk. Favorite pet growing up? Uh, I had a dog named Sneakers. Other than Novocaine, what are you the most afraid of? <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not that afraid of... I'm afraid of everything. So maybe writer's block. Maybe writer's block. Writer's block is scary. <laughs> what do you want your readers to get out of this book? I want my I want readers to um, ask more questions about the way they use technology and how they want technology to affect them in the future. I want them to be more just more intentionally thoughtful in um, questioning about how technology affects their lives. What's the thing that scares you the most about technology and how it relates to empathy? I think apathy. I think the fact that a lot of people seem to just kind of assume that things are going to be terrible and we're going to live in a tech dystopia and there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> um, I think that's what's scary to me because, you know, hope is not lost. Um, but if you, if you don't try and if you don't think about it, then it might be. It's Caitlin Phillips. Building Empathy in a Tech-Obsessed World is the book available at a retailer near you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Caitlin. Thank you. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.